0: This episode of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash mayfairtheaterpodcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash mayfairtheaterpodcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh.
1: Andrew's leading in. Do I have to lean in? I'm
2: uh, leaning.
0: Maybe a little bit. And this it is would help.
2: Sausage Fest.
0: <laughs> Lee's here too this week. Uh,
3: what
1: do it, you have? We have sausages. What do you have? I, Already I, I, this I, has <laughs> gone horribly wrong. Already, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're not going
3: to get our, 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 our PG rating on the internet. Uh, what day is it? November 19th. It is a, a, a gloomy day where I risked biking in and it's I think it might go horribly wrong because there's like <laughs> Ghostbusters storm clouds looming on the horizon. I
2: woke up and my brain was like, I bet you it's snowing outside. And then I was like, no, 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 no.
3: I, I woke up to a chainsaw. So I'm on the, I'm a second, lo- second floor little mini apartment building here in Ottawa and a tree was getting cut down. All the trees are getting cut down in Ottawa. Every time I turn around, all the key trees are getting cut down. So there was a guy like two floors up in like a harness on a thing, cutting the chainsaw, 7.30 in the morning. I I thought that was too early to do work.
2: They're allowed to do stuff after 7 a.m., which is a crime. Oh, my God.
3: So that's what I woke (laughs) up to, the dog freaking out, end of the world. Uh, Proof that if Gwen is ever home alone and and a fire happens, she's dead. She just slept through it. She's just not doing nothing. And there's a man outside her window with a chainsaw (laughs) cutting down a tree.
0: You didn't introduce yourself.
1: I said I'm leaving.
0: He did. He wasn't there oh, Well, you, did? sure, but- but you oh. didn't
1: ask me what I woke up to.
0: What'd you wake up to?
1: I woke up to uh, <laughs> Degrassi High. I get up at 7.20 every morning with my son, and on MTV Canada, Degrassi Junior High was on for the whole year, and now Degrassi High is on. Yeah. Wow. And they're showing him in sequence every morning. That's MTV. early. And, and and I have nothing left to tell to my kid... About yeah, <laughs> about, about, about life. <laughs> yeah. About life. You know, it's all about abortion and, and suicide, and, and suicide, and, and but it's a great show, and the coolest thing about it is Canadian. Yeah. And it got me thinking about the movie. Do you think we'd, if we showed the, School's the out? movie? Schools out. Yeah, it's called oh. Schools Out. Yeah,
0: it's called Schools Out. Cool. I, and there's cursing I in it.
1: it I, I remember being a kid and hearing them all swear for the first time. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, they're allowed to swear. Was it theatrical? I want to see Caitlyn naked. Um, no, it was, no. It, was <laughs> right. it was it was Right. It was like PC. a made for
0: TV thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all about them, it, like graduating high school and...
1: Something happened. horrible happens to Wheels. Yeah, That's Wheels
0: is like a huge alcoholic and... D-
1: d- don't ruin it. Oh. Spoiler, spoiler. But it, oh. is, it is... Everyone thought what happened to him in the movie was what happened to him in real life. Right. Um, oh, yeah, the movie's the movie's pretty fun. But no, we shouldn't show no. TV movies here. A, a
3: friend of mine worked on Degrassi recently, like last year, two years ago. And it's so bizarre because when she and I were like four... Gra- we were, wa- like, separately, but we would have been... I remember watching Degrassi, like, I guess on 16mm at school. Like, The Kids yes. of Degrassi, it was called, I think. Someone, so,
1: someone was selling those prints on eBay. Man. Whoa. And I was thinking if are buying 16mm yeah. <laughs> Degrassi, showing it here, but it's all CBC, and they have any theatrical rights.
3: Like, on and off, that show has been on for 35 years. For, yeah, like, it's like and the, and the Doctor Who. Yeah. Yes, awesome. it, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> our Doctor Who. So from Young
1: 7.30... Knows. To eight yeah. is the Degrassi Junior High or Degrassi High, and then from eight o'clock for the rest of the day they keep showing the next generation or the new Degrassi, right. and no one watches it. No. it's so boring and it's so it's yeah. it's terrible in comparison to how great the original show was. I mean, there's there's awkward. You know, the, all the kids are great on the show, but the adults. Suck. Yeah, the t- <laughs> The music's kind of hokey. Uh, you know, some of the production values. You know, they shot on sixteen millimeter, um, but I mean, it's it's a strong film dramatically and. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's you know, when Boyhood came out here, and everyone was saying how great Boyhood was because yeah. he shot over 12 years, and you watched the actors grow yeah. up, that had nothing <laughs> on Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, it's it was from the kids of Degrassi to Degrassi High, and, and now the new Degrassi. Sna- we- Some Sna- of them are parents. Snake like, Sna- is a teacher.
0: Joey is uh, like a step-parent to one of the kids. He's also
1: a, he's also a barfly at the Dominion Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> really? He was. Yeah. I remember a few years ago he was always at the Dom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still on TV. So Boyhood's got nothing at the grassy. Yeah. We can talk about the Mayfair now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In long-running
3: tradition, we talk about TV for a while. Yeah. We talk about other things. Um, so this week, uh, probably the biggest mainstream one we have, which is, I find, equally hard to pronounce, as Lee and I were joking about it the other day, but it's Suffragette.
2: Suffragette. Suffragette. Suffragette.
3: suffragette. Soft G.
2: Think of David Bowie.
3: Like. Yes, they're good. Almost City? Yeah. Maybe a year ago? Not maybe a year ago. A long time ago, people started asking me about this. And I'd look it up online and be like, oh, well, it's going to Cannes. So, like, I I said, I have a feeling we might get it, like, 2016, kind of like awards season. And then, as luck would have it, we have it pre-Oscar nominations being released. Because besides for being kind of a um, worthwhile historical biopic, it has Meryl Streep in it. Which means it'll be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. The
2: internet was a little bit up in arms because I... Because... I don't know. It's Hollywood's attempt at okay. showing what feminism is all about. Right. I guess. Um, does David
1: Bowie's song have anything to do with this movie or the stories no. they
2: mentioned in this movie? Suffragette
0: City. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> I don't listen to music. I, I don't listen to lyrics, I just hear this <sighs> the. Guitars. The feminists
3: were mad because <laughs> they changed it from a biopic to a David Bowie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: musical. A David Bowie musical. I mean a bottom
2: carter and Melon's. Well he, he Meryl
0: could play Street. a woman. He's kind
2: of he, yeah. he, he yeah. goes
0: for that androgynous thing. He
3: could. It, and this is, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's always, you jinx a movie because there's always movies that are like Oscar and they always don't. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm sure, is on the, you know, probably top 25 or so of movies that might get acting nominations, might I'm, get film nominations. Yeah. And you're, you've been excited about this for a while.
2: I'm really excited for
3: Have it. you read... Is this based specifically on, like, a book about the subject or just about the subject in general? Sort of loosely
2: based on history. Right. Like, uh, I know Meryl Streep's character, Emily Pankhurst, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, is based on, like, a real-life person.
3: And it's always tough when it's a biopic because documentaries are tough. Documentaries skirt the line of fact and fiction sometimes. So in a biopic, none of us were there, unless you're taking from direct...
2: And you can't you know, show everything, and yeah. you can't show everything exactly as it happened. And then there's but dramatic
3: license. You might take two characters and merge them into one. You might add a bit of a inspirational line of dialogue.
2: Which I what happened with Meryl Streep's character. Oh, okay. Um, Certainly doesn't look like Meryl Streep in the post. It looks like Glenn Close. <laughs> <It> kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. does. Yes. <laughs> They've made them the same look all in a way. harried. Yeah. Harry? Harried. They're harried. Wrong? What is that? Not harried. <laughs> Haggard. Oh, harried. Okay. Like, worn, like, worn out. Like, worn out. You said in a sentence. I did, <laughs> you did. I was there. I um, remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's sort of—I don't know. I guess uh, it might be a, a little bit violent because shit was a little bit violent right. back then. It's, um, oh. Brendan
0: Gleeson's in it. Yeah. He's good. He's really. As good. As
2: one of the only dudes.
0: Andy. And a Andy. lady
2: doesn't wear a girdle. <laughs> um, <And> or a <laughs> moo-moo. It sort of makes me think of. Uh, there's a comic book out called Suffra-Jitsu about oh, ladies that. in that era who uh, like learned jujitsu to fight the cops that were. Oh, I mean, trying good. to break <laughs> down <laughs> <laughs> the protests. Yeah. What is the title referencing? Suffragette. Yeah. It is the name of the
0: movement, but I don't know. It is
2: the name of the movement. I don't know yeah. what it
0: comes, where the word comes from.
2: Uh, French, but... Oh,
1: that's why I can't ever say it. Yeah. Mm. No, I can't say my Problem. last name either. Neither can White Coffman. Well, most people live in Orleans who are French who don't speak French can't pronounce their own last name.
2: That's true.
0: I'm the same way. I have a French last name and I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so, our, uh, so that's what... The, uh, um, yeah. Then we are bringing back for a
3: second week uh, Truth, uh, starring Oscar winners Kate Blanchett and Robert Redford. Um, I saw this last week. It's it's very interesting movies like this where you, you know exactly what's going to happen, but I was still entrenched in the movie. I was still kind of like a little bit edge of my seat where I'm like, well, I know what's going to happen. I know this is going to happen. That's going to happen. I know the, the journalists are going to get screwed over. I know they're going to forget to look at their facts and stuff, but it's still interesting.
2: And yeah, it's different to, like, read about something in the news, say, or read a book about something, and then you, like, to see it on screen, I, your feelings come out differently. Yeah. Because you sort of are following along with this character, and you start caring about them a little bit. And Ideally, you start caring about them a little bit.
3: And Kate Blanchett, as per usual, is, like, in the role, like, mm-hmm. co- like makeup, costume, accent, whereas Robert Redford if I remember correctly on the, the newscaster he's playing, isn't really putting on an accent, didn't put on a wig. He's didn't, playing Dan Rather. Dan Rather. Like, he doesn't seem to have, like, a Dan Rather fake nose on or jawline or whatever. Like, he's just kind of... Cable he's acting. Cable good,
2: though, because yes. there's so many fake noses lately. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and it, it's, that fi- it's a fine line of when that works and doesn't, but I thought this was fine here. The weirdest thing in this movie is it's all shot in Australia, and I didn't realize until, like, the end credits rolled... Because there's all these shots in New York, and it seems New York, but then you realize it's just them sitting in an office. And you're like, oh, okay. So they green-screened in some New York City behind it and filmed mm-hmm. it in Australia to get some Australian tax break money. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's back for a second week. Uh, and
0: then... We have another wonderful film, a couple of films
3: yes. coming up.
1: <laughs> Everything else is craft. I was going to say, there's a lot of movies with just one-word titles. Well, what's trendy now.
0: I admit, besides for seeing
3: the trailer, I don't know much about Victoria... Except that it has a lot of good buzz
0: around it, and
3: people. The one seem
1: take, is a one take. Okay. Film. The whole film is, is it
0: actually one take, or are they edited? Well,
1: we're gonna find out when we watch it. I haven't you, seen it yeah. yet. I, I want to see it really. I, apparently, it's great. Uh, I'm interested. You know, you know, you watch Rope, the Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, movie. it's not really one take. You can't. You can't shoot a 35 millimeter feature length film no. in one take because there's no. There's, there's no, not enough film. There's <laughs> not a film can in the world that you can attach to a camera that would take it. There were other films. There was one called with Bruce. Campbell called Running Time.
3: I love that movie, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and the few films... Russian Ark? Russian Ark, I think, yeah. I can't remember if there's edits in that or not. Like, you know, there's, know. there's the idea you can actually do it, actually film a long take, or you can um, dramatize a one take.
0: No, it? it's not
1: a one... Like, like the beginning of Mad Max Fury Road, there's a long... there's a, When the car rolls and the camera, the camera trucks up to the car to see Mad Max crawling out, yeah. there's an invisible edit there. Or uh, the
0: opening of Spectre.
1: Yes, that yeah, that can't be. That that's a really fabulous. Yeah. They get in the elevator. Yeah. And the camera comes out of the elevator. There's all these wide shots. Yeah. I I don't know if I believe that one. And I don't know whether to believe Victoria or not. But I'll I'll will watch it and, and figure it out. Try to figure it out for myself.
3: Wasn't there a Sonnenberg one in the Certain in the, in the early days of kind of digital cinema? And the gimmick was it was like four cameras. And so you looked at the screen and it was four. Yeah.
1: Was I, don't that to, I don't think that was Steven Sonnenberg. That was Steven Sonnenberg? I, I, it was that yeah, I saw it. I kind of and that of and
3: that was legitimately yeah. four takes. Yeah. and it kind of like it was kind of cool because a couple times the cameras would like pass each other. Yeah, and it, the actors would switch, but or like
0: Birdman. Was that Mike Figgis' movie? Was that Mike Figgis? Yeah, yeah. that
3: Hotel? sounds right. The one with Burt Reynolds. No, no, this was more, much more. You're
1: confusing me. I don't have this in my Burt Reynolds section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good long take in the Mexican film, The Dead Sleep Easy. <laughs> but this is different than the long take. This is the entire movie. The entire part.
3: movie. Yeah. It's probably like Birdman, where it's the illusion of one take, where they kind of pass by a darkened hallway every once in a while and kind of...
1: It's been playing at the by for a week. It's playing here next yeah. week. And I think, I, honestly, of all the movies playing in the theater, it's the film to see. Yeah. If you like, you know, if you're a cynist, this is the cool thing. It's from Germany?
0: What's it about? It's about this woman. It's, it's sort of...
2: She is... Is the Spanish lady who has run away to... Madrid? She's from Oh, sorry. Madrid. Young
3: woman from Madrid meets local Berliners outside a nightclub.
2: And then they, like, woo her and suck her I into following her them bum. for the evening? They touch her bum at I one I think point, they touch her ass. I think that's an important part <laughs> of the movie.
0: Because if you look on our flyer,
1: the poster we're using... Yeah, you chose a poster with a swear word on (laughs) it. That's fine, I like it. (laughs) That tagline would never be on the room. No one's (laughs) touching Tommy Wiseau's ass.
3: Does does ass still count as a swear word? All the swear words have been kind of being kicked down. My
1: my kids spell it. When they have to say it, they spell it. Okay. They want to see kick ass, they say, can we see kick A-S-S? Yeah, they don't say ass. Well,
3: I remember... God, this was 20 years ago, but I remember watching Friends... And when friends happened, um, like sitcoms were kind of changing. Like it, it was like it was going from, from family ties and cheers to kind of a younger crowd. And just a couple times in, in an early episode, Someone said ass, or somebody said, you know, Shit. son of a bitch. Like, they stubbed their toe. And I remember actually being taken aback and being like, whoa, they just said ass on like TV. It's just I, as
2: awkward to watch a sex scene with your parents as to, like, yeah. hear a swear word <laughs> with your parents. Oh,
1: you know what's really awkward to watch your parents? The grass scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I watched on Halloween. I decided to put it. I don't put a lot of television out for my kids, but, yeah. you know, you're talking about watching that with your parents. Yeah. My son and my daughter watched... Ash versus the Evil Dead, oh, and yes. Ash has doggy uh, style sex yes. in, the, in the first scene <laughs> of the movie, uh, which I wasn't expecting because I thought I was watching television. Yeah, uh, then I had to explain that. Yeah, <laughs> to my wife. I can, I, I can keep living there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're showing a lot of trash cinema. Someone uh, at the Chez um, where I, where I like to have a drink at late at night, uh, teases me that we always show. Uh, Uh, Crap at the Mayfair. She's teasing me, and 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 I like to defend that, but I couldn't defend it when this flyer came out because there's three trashy cinema films on there.
3: But we're we're even, right? Because we got Truth and Suffragette and Victoria. But then we have good reviews. Good reviews. Oscar caliber, and then the kind of exciting movie for for B movie nerds this week. Uh, So the first of all, Samurai Cop Two, which has a whole story behind it. So maybe before we get into that. We're showing Samurai Cop Part 1, which is a 1991... Was it straight to VHS? Well, I don't even think it was released. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I, I yeah, I remember I remember being at CD Warehouse. Remember when that used to exist? Yeah. 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 In the West End? What's and a CD? <laughs> Nick, who used to run Invisible Cinema, I believe, was working there at the time. And it came out... Who released the DVD? Media Blasters. Yeah, Media Blasters released a DVD. And I bought it because it's... I don't know, I like Kung Fu. And uh, I've... I, this was in the nineties I yeah, I've always really liked it. I thought it was like I thought it was really funny and and uh, you know, it's like there's bad movies that are so bad you don't want to talk about, then there's bad movies that are so entertaining to watch. It was before the before it was trendy, right? Before there was the room, and before, before it became cool too. Samurai Cop was kinda of the first first release of a this movie's so bad it's awesome. Yeah. And Media Blasters did that. In a way it's yeah, it started this entire Thing. yeah and so uh they thought the lead a- who's the lead actor of the uh, summer cops
0: matt hannon
1: The looks good without a shirt on yeah. so people thought he died yeah
0: because there, there was another guy another movie industry guy named matt hannon who died and they thought it was him but it wasn't so and like 25 years ago or whatever
3: they found out he's alive and
1: decided yeah. to make a sequel i can't t- i don't know what would have been better news if he was actually dead yeah. or
0: they're making a sequel <laughs> he was he worked for sylvester stallone as like a bodyguard there's a whole interview with him on uh, this podcast called um, '80s Picture House, where he talks about working for Sylvester Stallone as a as like a one of his entourage, and then he worked for Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, cool! He did stand up for a while, <laughs> stand oh God. and then he went to jail for a while. He like got into wow. like armed robbery and like messed up his life, and then now he's got like a couple of kids, and uh, YouTube came along, and yeah he discovered that people are watching this horrible movie he made 25 years ago.
1: Yeah. How weird would that be? How weird is like to go, you know, to make a movie and then go to a different direction in life yeah. and, and then find out that you're kind of famous online? Yeah. Um, I think it happens. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think,
3: especially now more and more with the kind of the, the celebrity autograph circuit, like they'll pull somebody who was like Stormtrooper number three in 1977 Star Wars and all of a sudden they're sitting there autographing when, you know, they're... Uh, it, it, celebrity is dubious for them at best and and but they're out there and there's people interested in talking to them and
1: it's happening again there's an actor there's an Italian actor we showed his movie here uh, when we did the Mad Max ripoff nights mm. every la- every la- every Saturday of the month of what was it uh, July uh, wait wait it was, it was a August. pun August? Uh, oh yeah apocalypse og, og, <laughs> so every, yeah. la- every Saturday night Uh, We showed a Mad Max ripoff And the first one we showed I think was Escape from the Bronx
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, Directed by Eliminators
0: of the Year 3000
1: Oh okay, one of of the films we showed was Escape from the Bronx Oh yeah, right, with that guy And Joe G. Castellari And the lead of that movie was also in The New Gladiators or He was in, sorry, 1990 The Bronx World
0: He was in those Rambo ripoffs Thunder Yeah,
1: those are fun, those are awesome uh, so he's made five films. He's kind of famous wow. for, kind of famous for, in a, in a trashy sort of way. And no one knows if he's alive or dead. No one can find him. And there's a documentary crew looking for. They've been looking for him <laughs> for like yeah. years. And no one, know, no one knows if he's alive or dead. No one knows if he knows. No, know they found him. Col- they have found him. They have I th- found him. They found him.
0: If uh, so you go online, they they eventually found him. And in
1: August, when I was t- talking about it, I couldn't find. Out really? that they found him. Is this new news? Yeah, it I, should, I
0: should, his, Mark Gregory. That's the guy's name. I know Mark. Um,
1: oh, I know a different Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the whole time I knew who he was, I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, oh, no, they cool. did find
0: him, and he's like, um, forget what he's doing, just some sort of regular job. And
1: that almost happened to, um, to uh, who's the big, who's the Oscar winner? The, the star of uh, There Will Be Blood. And Dan, gang- Daniel. Daniel. The, oh, Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis retired from acting instead of shoe cobbling. So yeah. yeah, And Scorsese had to go to Ireland. And talk him out of it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Come stop back working on shoes and be yeah. in my movie. Like that
0: Adam Sandler movie, The Cobbler.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. A, that's a, that a, that a, a, a biopic uh, uh, about. <laughs> you, you said Adam. The first thing you said in that sentence. Was Adam obviously. Sandler. Well, this is <laughs> one of <laughs> his like indie movies. Yeah. Oh, Adam
3: Sandler. Um, well, it's, it's like the uh, the music. I can't even.
2: That that's not a sentence that makes sense to
0: me.
3: What that he plays. One a... of his
2: indie movies. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler really.
0: Well, his indie well one of his non-Adam Sandler movies.
1: That, sh- Oh, oh! I, when you talked about it, I thought you meant one of his Netflix movies.
0: No, no. That he has a Netflix movie coming out. Oh I think don't.
1: he's got. A, oh, that's I that's just the can't. remaining. I never heard reaction. of it. <laughs> never <Remain> heard of Netflix. <laughs> <his laughs> career will be on Netflix. Stay away from it. Yeah, because yeah, apparently, kill Netflix. yeah, because <laughs> apparently,
0: Sony's tired of paying him.
1: And, and yeah, everyone of... in the world is tired of paying <laughs> yeah. tickets to go see <laughs> to watch movies. Move, to watch
0: commercials, 90-minute commercials, I hated it when he was
1: big. I hated all those movies, Waterboy and all those movies that people like, like Billy Madison, and people come up to me and quote him all the time, and I'm like, no, they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so The Samurai co- I really think, it, I mean, I can't think of a film that came up before that that was released that was so bad, it's good. Um, I think, you know, you know, there's there's Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never, you know, I guess the home video market, when that was big, the home video market really didn't exist. It was sort of like always just talked about. It never went away. Samurai came out and no one noticed. And it's like Dangerous Men, which we're showing in January, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Andrew came over to my house. He wore my pajamas. I wore his pajamas. <laughs> we were then, like,
0: we didn't know how to watch movies anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. So, uh, Samurai Cop 2 looks a lot different from Samurai Cop. Well, they are different, because Samurai Cop 2 was a movie where the filmmakers tried to make the best movie they could. And it looks and like it a failed. bigger
3: <laughs> production value, a bit anyhow. Yeah,
1: it, well, it looks like a real movie. Yeah. Yeah, they shot it on 35. Yeah. Porn
0: stars are in it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, Sorry, I'm talking about the original. Oh, um, the original. Uh, the new one now, it looks like, and the new one's in a different vein, right? Because they made yeah. a bad movie. They know that. This
0: looks more like a trauma thing. Yeah. In a way.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, it's campy on mm. purpose, where the other ones campy and unintentionally. Yeah, and uh, sometimes that bugs me, but n- uh, th- it's not keeping me away from this movie. I want to see it because Tommy was always in it. Yeah, he plays I talk one of to the him, villains. Like, every week now. And, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Bae, who's that girl from Star Wars? Bay Ling. Bay
3: Ling or Bai Yeah, yeah.
1: She's in the. She's in Attack of the Clones.
3: Attack of the Clones
1: and as like a
3: senator or something. Yeah.
1: And then she got then she got in Playboy and she posed on the cover of Playboy with a lightsaber. So yeah. Lucas had her blacklisted from. They the cut home. her out of the movie,
3: and it wasn't like it was an integral part. It was like a. Oh, she's know, just sitting on a couch. Yeah, but they're like, nope,
0: you're out of the movie.
1: Yeah, and so but she's even uncredited.
2: Those photos were actually published.
1: Yeah, I remember Playboy. the cover. I remember when it was at Max here or Seven Eleven. What's Amy movie?
0: Schumer did a Star Wars thing recently that pissed yes. people off? Yeah, yeah, it pissed me off. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I think people need. I don't know. It's a kid's... I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I see, yeah. it, it, it irks me, but I, I don't need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I, you know, I just... I, I don't like a lot of Star Wars parody. I, I, I let Spaceballs go, but... Uh it's not funny to me. Star Wars <laughs> rip-offs are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish there, I wish we could do a month of Star Wars rip-offs here, like we did with Mad Max. Yeah. But nothing's available in HD no. or that we can show and that look good on the big screen. You know, we showed Turkish Star Wars, but it's gonna look like toilet paper up in the big screen. <laughs> yeah. So we we showed Turkish Rambo.
0: Yeah, but that was that was, <laughs> that was a good was, presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That someone
1: just <laughs> wasted their money to have it <laughs> <and> <laughs> restored the HD. I bet you there is no original elements of Turkish Star Wars left. There's. You know, they shoot those things and they throw out the, all that material.
0: Well, we're showing a DCP of Samurai Cop and apparently it looks
1: yeah, fantastic. Like I imagine. Exciting. Yeah, it's funny. They put the Samurai Cop on the same DCP as um, Samurai Cop 2. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to come Friday night and see both those films. Yeah. And I want to see Victoria. So, it's going to be busy here at the Mayfair. Good thing Star Wars isn't opening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Rocky's coming.
3: <laughs> don't talk about that don't talk about
1: Rocky's sick why are we not talking?
3: oh yeah, yeah. Okay. no just we, the, the only theater in Ottawa is the Mayfair oh uh, yeah sure, <laughs> that's true that's, that's it well
1: no yeah but I think it's worth waiting to see movies at the Mayfair especially oh God, yeah. lately you know that everything th- we did really well in Mad Max Road yeah, because yeah. I think people wanted to see it in 2D Yeah, the only 2D screenings we might have talked about this last week yeah movie, I think we Mad- did yeah, yeah. But I think it's worth seeing movies here and it's worth seeing movies at the Bytown yep. because they're the only two real movie theaters left in Ottawa. And what I mean by that, we have sloped floors. And I think masking goes a long way. Yeah. We have masking around the screen. The Bytown does. Yeah. We use it. The Bytown does. Yeah. And it makes me feel like I'm watching a movie in a the theater. When there's no masking on a screen like they do at every chain theater. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching a video projector. I feel like I'm watching TV in someone's basement. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, you know, the walk. I saw the walk in 3D IMAX. And and I saw it here and I thought it looked a hundred times better here. Mm-hmm. It looked photorealistic. It all it looked like they were really in New York City on top of the World Trade Center. And in and in, in, in 3D IMAX, it just looked I don't know, I d I don't think they have their projectors calibrated right. That like you know, the blacks aren't right and the and the lights oh, no. are too bright, yeah. it's too contrasty. And I just feel like I'm, it looks cartoonish. Yeah. Um but here we have, you know, we, we have Higher projectionists, who are projectionists when film needs to be shown, and you know, the, I think the light on our screen is gauged that way. So when I say, "Hey, there's a new Rocky movie coming out," yeah, <laughs> people wait to see it here.
3: <laughs> and I think people do. Like, like, like Mad Max is a good example because we did really well with that, and that did really well at the multiplex. So it's well, either a com- lot of
2: people asked about it too. Oh and yeah, and what do you mean? And I, well, oh, they oh. just asked us if we were going to play it, and stuff well, that's like a good. Br- there's
1: a that's a good question, the thing to bring up because why did we show it? And and this when I before I before I started working at the Bytown, and when I did work at the Bytown, you know the Bytown used to show just really good art house movies, and (laughs) it was almost guaranteed every time you went to the Bytown, you're seeing seeing something good. But once in a while, they would program something that came out from Hollywood, and it told me as a member of the Bytown that this is going to be good if it's playing at the bi-town. And I hope people think that they're here too. We Mm -hmm. showed Fury Road because we loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's
0: one of the best films of the year, if not the best.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of the best action movies ever made, and uh, so by uh, showing, like we would show. I don't think we're gonna. There's some Hollywood movies that are probably good that we're not gonna show. Like we're not gonna, you know, you know, we're not getting. We're not gonna do well with movies like the Avengers or movies that everyone goes to see on the first weekend. You know, we're just. You know, I don't even know if we should show Star Wars when it comes time to us getting it. But Fury Road was interesting because it didn't open number one. It wasn't this huge hit, but it was great, and we showed it months later, just like a week before it came out on DVD and Blu-ray. And people came because they knew things looked better than they yeah. uh But again, I hope people see that in our programming thing oh, it must be good if the Mayfair is showing it. Well,
3: I think with something like Star Wars 2 or Mad Max. Should be our new slogan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's... If <laughs> <it's laughs> yeah. playing
0: at the Mayfair, it must be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> he betrayed me. Didn't your parents, parents watch The Room and they actually thought it was a good movie? Uh,
1: yes. My, yeah. <laughs> I loved... I gave... They just got a Blu-ray player. Oh. So I gave them a Blu-ray player of The Room and my dad's like, yeah, I don't get it. Look, We thought it was pretty good. They thought uh, it was nice and dramatic and... And it's just like when I worked at a video store, I remember my parents liked everything I gave them. I didn't have to, I stopped having to watch movies or recommend I just bring home any new release and give it to them. And they've gotten to that, that, you know, my my dad started. He doesn't like movies. He doesn't like superhero movies anymore. He doesn't like anything with too much CGI. He's not coming to see Star Wars with us. So, yeah, I think he's getting tired of fantasy. Mm. But um, yeah, the room works for my parents. See, they so my pretty. Tommy. Next time I Tommy asked Tommy in Ottawa, I should bring <laughs> him <laughs> over to their house. <laughs> Meet your biggest fans. <laughs> the people actually think what you do that it's good, because <laughs> Tommy was You know, he still thinks it's like he. I you know I admire, I think that's why the movie's so enjoyable.
0: Because he's sincere.
1: He's sincere, and he still thinks it's a good movie. And we're not allowed to promote the movie. We're not allowed to say on the website, it's so bad, it's good. Like, he, he, he gets offended by that. and He tells us, take us off. He'll take theaters, tell theaters to take it off, because he doesn't regard it as that kind of movie. He, audiences are allowed to think of it that way. But, um, but I think it works, because he tried to make The Streetcar Named Desire. He tried, <laughs> and it's playing this Saturday in the room. He tried to make... You know, on the waterfront. <laughs> uh, and it turned out... what it, If he tried to make the movie he, It Is, no one would be talking about it.
3: Well, I remember a while back, quite a while back, we played um, the documentary about Troll 2.
1: Yes, Best Worst Movie. Best Worst
3: Movie, and we played Troll 2, and the actor from Troll 2 came. And he was the nicest guy in the yeah. world. Yeah. And the documentary's fascinating, and the movie's George horrible. Hardy. George Hardy. George yeah. Hardy, yeah. He's a dentist. And he had said at the time, like this was, I don't know, five years ago... That they were, maybe they still are, going to do Troll 3. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work because now you guys know you're trying to make a bad movie. Yeah. And so you can't. Like, the whole thing about Troll 2 is it was a bunch of people just trying to make a movie and it became this train wreck and it got this cult following. But I find, like, every once in a while, I forget the name of it, but there's a movie called, like, The Skeleton of Lost something. And it's a purposefully made bad movie. Like, it was made in, like, 10 or 15 years ago. Almost like the, the way it would be like a sketch on Saturday Night Live or Kids in the Hall or something. But it's a 90 minute movie with like scientists and a monster and that kind of, and filmed in black and white with the kind of dialogue and, and, and wardrobe of an old 1950s drive in movie. Whoa. I know people who love it. I, I can't get into it because I'm like, no, it's, if I'm going to watch it, I will just go watch a 1950s monster movie.
1: Are you worried about that at all with uh, Samurai Cop 2?
3: Maybe, yeah. Like, I, so I will watch Samurai Cop. One this Friday. I've never seen it before. Oh, it's yeah. I might come back (laughs) to see part two later just because I got to be up early Saturday morning, but because we're showing it for a few nights.
2: Was it your idea to do the double bill?
1: It was my (laughs) idea, but
3: double bills are past my bedtime. But I think it's a good idea because I
2: get it. Because he wanted it to be a double bill so that Samurai Cup one would be at (laughs) 25. And my plan worked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, because I see the logic of playing part two as the new movie and then part one second. But I just thought that might get some people being like, "Wait, what?" I'm, to- <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm totally. Uh, I totally agree with you're, what you're saying about movies that try to make them, themselves bad on purpose. Yeah. But there's something about Samurai Cup two I really want to see. What is that, Andrew? It's it's some of the cast, right? Like it's Tom. Lexi was, uh, Bell. Tom yeah. <laughs> Lexi
0: Bell and. Uh, Lexi
1: Bell. That she's a, a porn star. Uh, who else? She's kind of cute, but um, uh, she's not one of the reasons why I want to see it. I, is it one of the actors?
3: The the trailer's getting great play. Like whenever we, I saw the trailer in front like of a it couple it looks things. well shot. Is
1: Henry Silva in it or is he dead?
0: No, Henry Silva is alive.
1: Robert Z- Robert
0: Zadar was supposed to be yeah, in it and he, he died.
1: They, they had to put his head in a separate coffin. It's so big. <laughs> 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 True story. Robert a big job. Yeah.
3: Someone quote that. Put it on a website. I love <laughs> Robert Zadar but yeah. he's famous for his big. He's head. in the first. He's in the first Sam yeah. Raimi cop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He was in Tango and Cash. He was in the prison when t- maniac, so, uh, cop. maniac cop. Maniac he's, cop. He is
3: maniac cop. Well, somebody like as uh, yesterday. Yesterday, somebody was just asked me what we had coming up, and I was talking about the room and Samurai Cop and stuff like that. And still, people say, "Oh, is, is Tommy Wiseau for real?" Because they think it could be like a Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman kind of oh, thing he or looks whatever. a little
2: bit like a wax figurine.
3: Yeah, but I was like, no. I said, I said, I have sat with him in the office. And he offered me chicken fingers. Or no. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. He was eating fish and fish chips. Fish and chips. And we just had a conversation about stuff. And I'm like, no, he's real. Like, yeah,
1: You feel like you're in the movie when you look at
3: him. Like, unless yeah. he's pulling off, like, the greatest Andy Kaufman times 10 trick of all time, <laughs> he's real. And what I what I find interesting is, is, like, you know, you look at Ed Wood. Ed Wood made a whole bunch of movies. Tommy Wiseau has still only directed one feature film in, like, 13 years and it seems like slowly he's starting to do more things because he did the, the Neighbors TV show and he's appearing in Samurai Cop 2. But that's a long time. And it's it like He doesn't like it. need like, to do now? anything
0: else.
1: Yeah. He's been so busy promoting. It. I mean, the room, the room is what it is because of what happened in L.A., but it became a worldwide thing because of Tommy's been really going out and promoting it and being there yeah. and meeting his fans. He's really good with his fans. And oh, he's very good, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, you gotta give, you got to take your hat off to Tommy Wiseau. He, uh, he might not have made the best film you've ever seen, but he took what he made and yeah. made everyone talk about it. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And everyone who comes here, like every other filmmaker, like from Lloyd Kaufman to Crispin Glover, yeah. they always say, What is it about that movie? What does Tommy do? And they ask me lots of questions about Tommy yeah. and how the room is so successful. You know, I bet you the filmmaker from Rocky Horror Picture Show would ask the same thing if you came to the Mayfair. Yeah. It's a sensation. And, to, and you know, to, I think I think people like, like to laugh at the movie, yeah. and you know he t- and he has that funny accent, which he won't tell you where it's from. Uh, but he's you know there is there is a bit of method behind his madness, I think.
3: And like the book, Greg's book is is I think even if you've never seen the room, it's a great book. Like it's just so interesting this story of this guy meeting this this crazy filmmaker and and getting into the trenches of this movie that everybody doing it like the camera guy, the sound guy, the craft service person just thought it was a movie. And just truth stranger than fiction, you know, marathon that they went through on it. Uh, that I think it looks now. It is going to get off the ground with with James Franco and Seth Rogen's production company behind it.
0: Good.
3: I think it's going to be quite the movie if it turns out as yeah, good as the we, book. We be in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. Have. <laughs> yeah. He's going to play. He's going to play <laughs> us. Like
1: I wonder. I mean, I don't. I don't think in Canada there's a cinema. I think it played in Toronto one month before it played here.
3: But they never played it. But they, didn't, they didn't play Continuously. it. Continuously. Yeah, that's
1: right. we played it consecutively for... This
3: is the 75th month coming up, like, in a couple days. Like, I
1: wonder how, where it stands in North America. Like, I keep on saying that we must be the world record, right? Well, like, there, might, <laughs> uh, there, there might be a cinema in LA. I don't know what... Can
2: we check that on Rentrack?
1: Where is it playing in LA? It's, it's a chain... At... Uh, it's not like at the Sydney family, and it's not at... It's not one of, the, like, the cool cinemas in L.A. I think it's, like, one of those mall cinemas. But it's been playing there for so long.
3: Monthly? Like, before we had it? Like, yeah. a year before we and had Tommy it? And Tommy lives in L.A., so he always right. shows
1: up. Yeah. Um, or someone from the movie shows up. Yeah. Does it play oh. in New York regularly? I don't know.
0: It,
3: it,
1: it, it must I have when played he came in here. The the, the came here, last time he was in town, and we went to Montreal. I drove him to Montreal in the middle of our run with him. Yeah. Just this, this screen it once in Montreal, and that's the only time it's ever screened in Montreal. or like That was the first time it did anyway. Uh, and it is playing in Toronto now. It moved from the Royal to the Carlton. Yeah, that's
3: Christie's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christie,
1: Christie instigated that. They were showing, uh,
3: going, backtracking big, talking about Turkish Star Wars. I think, I think there's they, a Turkish every time they were playing. The
1: I, I there's think, a Turkish Mayfair. I think they were playing <laughs> yeah. Turkish. It's called the Mayfair Theater. Not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're the Turkish Bightown.
3: Yeah. Oh, there's a T-shirt. But I think Chrissy Little Theater was playing Turkish, like Spider Man or Turkish Captain America or something recently. I think I saw it fly by in the Twitter
0: feed. So they played that recently. Some there's a Turkish ET and it's the creepiest thing. Oh, you yeah. oh, on YouTube? Back in me, before yeah. the Turkish No, YouTube but there's, there's actually a, a Turkish ET and it's like the ET and Turkish ET. It's it's this the creepiest thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's supposed to be this cute, cuddly. Oh yeah, no. thing. I remember when Back in Me came out. Mm-hmm. Strange. Do you know when?
1: Uh, who go, Who
0: um, it's um, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd always goes on Conan he, he, for like his, twenty his years. Run, his running oh, joke please. is like, uh, "Yeah, I got a new movie out. Uh, I got a clip from Ant Man. Okay, let's take a look." And it, he always shows a clip from Mac and Me of uh, of uh, Mac and Me going down the hill. Yeah, kid in um, a wheelchair falling
3: is Paul off Rudd a
1: cliff. In that movie? <laughs> no, but he just
0: like
3: like Conan's been on the air for over twenty years, and back when Paul Rudd was much less famous, he would just come on to come on, and he didn't have anything to plug. So they would show this clip from Mac and me and after the seventh or eighth time if you watch him in, in in order you can see Conan getting pissed off I mean like this is not funny so and then he just kept doing it and doing it and finally on um, Ant-Man recently he said okay we're gonna stop doing it Marvel's a big company Disney doesn't want me to do it and then they showed it again and you could tell that Conan wasn't like Conan had been tricked again like like that the,
0: and you and you could tell Paul Rudd just like yeah that looks like a good movie it's just it, it is never not funny. I it always, never I always funny. loved it when Charles Grodin went on David Letterman. Yeah. yeah. And one of the last times he went on, uh, David Letterman's like, so you were in King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> and Charles Grodin's like, you know, people come up to me and they're, I, I say, yeah, I was in King Kong. And they always say to me, oh, that King Kong. <laughs> yeah. And then David Letterman starts teasing him a bit like, uh, so this King Kong you were in, was it a TV movie? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess Conan O'Brien's the reason why people talk about Chuck Norris still
0: because yeah. he had the Walker Yeah, that's what we need we need a Walker Texas Ranger lever yeah to just to fair. show a clip oh, we should show as me, a pre-show a movie? no clips like, from like
1: yeah oh. clips from
0: Walker Texas Ranger well, we bought a
1: 35mm print of um, UHF and yeah. it, was the only, it was the first time I ever bought a print that wasn't complete it's missing one reel right I think it's missing the last reel the second last reel but I bought it because I thought it would be fun to cut up the the, uh, the, oh, the trailers yeah. the fake trailers and show that but now we're not showing 35 right um, I was going to say, I thought you meant people coming here to see Suffragette this week and we put on Samurai Cop and stuff. <laughs> I think that's illegal, actually, yeah. to do that in the theater. Yeah. Uh, why is it illegal to do it on Conan O'Brien's show? I don't know. <laughs> but because, you know, we, we, ratings are yeah there for a reason. And well, it's Samurai like that scene in, fi- in,
0: in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene in Fight Club where they
2: right.
0: in yeah. naughty stuff in the print. <laughs> right.
2: Back when I worked at Rito... I'm did they make us some breakdowns for all of our movies? And everybody always asked me if I spliced in porno, and it's like, this is a multiplex theater. Do you think really I have ready access to porno on thirty-five that the I can do that with? Like here, maybe that's a different thing, yeah, but uh, not so much over there. Well,
1: yeah, where would you get porno on thirty-five? It's on the like the closest
2: player. thing I ever had to fucking porno was a Miley Cyrus movie, <laughs> <laughs> back when she was Hannah Montana. So.
0: Oh, I just, I just right? watched Mulholland Drive oh,
1: it's so
2: good. on
0: Blu-ray. It's so good. Dilly Ray, Miley Cyrus' yeah, dad is in it. I know. It. <laughs> I can't believe that jerk's
1: in that movie. Like, do you ever see Jackie Chan's Spy Next Door? No. That's like, every kid loves that movie. It's always on at school. Every kid, like when you bring up Jackie Chan with a kid, oh, Spy Next Door's so good. And it's easily one of Jackie Chan's worst movies. Mostly because of Miley Ray Cyrus' father being in the movie. And then, you know, I've, I've hated him for like ruining a Jackie Chan movie. And forgot he was in Mulholland Drive, which is now a Criterion um, that movie's hilarious,
0: though. Yeah. I forgot um, how hilarious old it is. The people coming into the bag at the yeah.
1: And, yeah, my kids watch some of it. I wanted to show the kids because um, David Lynch has a really interesting signature. It's like when you, you know, like every like we sign checks because no one else can sign what my, I can sign. You know, no one can Forge my signature. In. And if they tried, we could bring it to court and we can prove that that signature is mine over yours. And I think David Lynch is one of those filmmakers, there's other filmmakers, but David Lynch has a signature about his style of filmmaking. And there's, you know, if I'm downstairs watching a David Lynch movie and, and, and my daughter comes downstairs, she knows what I'm watching, not because I tell her, but she can tell by the style of the film and the sound design that David Lynch does himself. So when I, I watched him on drive, I had to go back and show him the scene of the two police in the restaurant. It gets its daylight, its broad daylight. These two cops are in the restaurant and one cop's telling the other cop about his dream and they go out back and it's daylight and it shouldn't be scary but it's, Frickin terrifying. Nah. It's a terrifying scene, and my kids couldn't sleep, and I loved it. I loved it. I actually like putting my kids to bed where they can't sleep. <laughs> They'll remember those nights better than the nights where I tucked them in and said goodnight. Uh, I wish, you know, they, you know, it brings up a good point in terms of, you know, sometimes not, we can't show every movie anymore. Like, I'm pretty sure Mulholland Drive is not available theatrically anymore. Boogie Nights is not available theatrically anymore. And they wouldn't Fiction. make a DCP? Uh, no, it's the the original Canadian rights holders just never oh. re, re um, uh, you know, after five years, the, the, the you know, the E1, well, Alliance signed movies, you know, released some movies in the United States, and after five years, they, because of their contracts, if they didn't renew the rights, they didn't own it anymore, right. and when E2, E1 took over Alliance, there's now tons of movies that are not available theatrically in Canada anymore, and... A few of those movies are um, some of the great David Lynch movies, like *Lost Highway* and *Long*. Well, we Dead. did a David
0: Lynch festival.
1: It was very short. Yeah. We did *Eraserhead*, and we uh, a racer *Wild at Heart*. No, sorry, we showed *Eraserhead*, *Elephant Man*.
0: Yeah. Wild at Heart and Wild, Blue yeah. Velvet.
1: But that was back when uh, MGM was uh, existed again. Yeah, and it doesn't they don't exist again. <laughs> nope. but, so if you want to do David David Lynch with Found right now, we'll show the straight story and tell everyone to go home. <laughs>
3: I guess I guess Twin or Peak, June is, we Twin Peaks <laughs> right. is Twin Peaks gone. Is Twin Peaks firewalk yeah. with me off yeah, of the Yeah, that's
1: Alliance. Oh man. And it, the Alliance is like it's basically a gravestone now yeah. for movies, uh, and somebody in Canada has to come by and renew all the rights on these classic movies. Yeah. Like, if we sh- we could probably show Rose of Our Dogs here once a month, yeah. uh, but we can't show them once a year because of the way rights have expired, and, yeah. um, you know, I'd have, you know, Miramax would have to, maybe that's what Mayfair can do, is get into the distribution game and like own the draft rights. House. Angela Point could go to bars and meet girls and tell them I own the rights to the reservoir of our dogs. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada. Only in Canada in the walkout. Uh, we digress. As for
3: usual, we have a ton of movies coming up. Probably too many to talk about before we run out of time on uh, today's podcast.
2: Did we talk about I Smiled Back last week?
3: I don't think we did. See, oh, I listen yeah, to a ton of good. podcasts, and it's always the same thing. Of when it's a like few friends on a podcast, is it's always they say, "Wait, do we talk about this on the podcast, or do we talk about this in We're real life?" Like, yeah. And they're like, "Don't talk to me in real life." <laughs> <laughs> we should clearly stop
1: talking to each other.
3: Yeah, there. nobody, no, don't make happened? eye contact. <laughs> no. um, I smile back is going to wreck me yeah. because I have been in just love like with Sarah Silverman for 20 me? years. Uh, I remember her first appearance on like Letterman and Conan like 20 years ago, which I can't believe it's been that long. I think she's uh, hilarious, but she this was, movie just. Oh.
1: I, 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 she was on my honeymoon. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I met her during my honeymoon. <laughs> I like to pretend she was involved with it, yeah. just to make ju- ju- yeah. Ju- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It looks uh, good, though, huh? It's like her first dramatic role. Yeah,
3: and, and like a lot of times, it's co- comedians seem to have a skill for drama, where sometimes dramatic actors don't have a skill for comedy, because you can go back as far as you know, your your Robin Williams and Michael Keaton's, and more recently um even even like you know sarah silverman or or even will smith you kind of forget was kind of a comedic sitcom guy but then he's done drama and comedy but vice versa doesn't work as well sometimes like
1: okay let's let's talk about the few incidents yes it's, uh, slim Pickens yes they work for slim Pickens and who who's an airplane who's the sniffing glue an airplane lloyd bridges yeah lloyd. lloyd bridges and he's in hot shots Oh, and, so and that, that's a good example also. It, not, there are a lot of, a lot of no. examples, but those are two good ones. Slim Pickens and... Like but, but we can't talk about hot shots. Oh, it's got HIV. <laughs> <laughs> is there a
0: DCP of Navy SEALs?
3: No, there shouldn't be. <laughs> if
1: there is, they should be destroyed.
3: But even, my, my mind just blank, even the, the, the star of Airplane and Naked Gun... Um,
1: Star of Airplane and Naked, oh Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, yeah. yeah you're what right. was a dramatic yeah, actor? Right. That, and he's then, probably the best example. And
3: then spent his twilight years doing yeah. twenty comedies in a row. So that's yeah. a good example yeah. of he's vice He's probably versa. the best example. And yeah. people forget, but you see some of him in his youth, and he's like a handsome, square-jawed leading man doing Forbidden Planet. Yeah, like and doing like in back then, so many actors were on like all those Twilight Zones and lawyer shows and stuff. And you see him, and you're like, "That's the goofy guy who falls down a lot in those Naked Gun movies." But like, yeah, so that's an example of vice versa. But um, what was another one we have? Oh, we we were talking about Neil Hamburger because I was lucky enough mm. to see Neil Hamburger across the street at Targ. Yeah. And well, what a and somebody said he's coming back, but I don't know what venue he's coming to. And so
1: before we show, him?
3: I'm not sure. It might be next year. I got to look into this. But either soon before or after we show entertainment, Neil Hamburger will be in town.
1: I'm excited for Love, the new Gaspar Way film. When you know, is that f- starting? Uh, January first.
3: That that that's a new enough booking that I, so I we haven't done any we book- posters yet. So we don't know if we can hang any posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, though, the few friends I know who did, go- I didn't go to the Toronto Film Festival this year. I haven't really been in a few years. Uh, but the few friends I knew who went to Toronto, they all just like, they all went to that screening and it was like, they, they most enjoyed nah. the the most enjoyable. They you know they just gushed and they made me jealous about. It. Uh, living in Ottawa a little bit uh, the way they, you know, it's not, you know it's, it's, it's seeing his movies on the big screen is just as, whether you like it or not the audience reaction. I saw Irreversible in Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, with Michael Moore. And the audience were like, the, the director, Gaspar Noé, was there. And, and the audience was standing up and telling him to F off. Ah. giving him a little finger Whoa. and throwing popcorn at him. And other people were loving it and calling him a genius. And it's just so electrifying to be in a theater to see a movie like that. You don't have to like it. It's just so it's just so exciting. Wait, wait. Most people I know love Gaspar Noé. love Irreversible Inver- and love... Enter the Void and Love is probably going to be one of those movies that they'll be talking about for a long time. Yeah,
3: what's it rated? Do we know R X X X R?
1: Yeah, it has to be rated R. Well, but yeah. I, 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 I don't actually. I, that's a good question. I don't know what if it's rated in Ontario yet. Yeah. I don't know any other theatre showing it. Yeah. Um. It. I. I think the director, uh, the distributor, they couldn't get it at the buy town. I don't know. It's. It's a. It's a little bit of a risque film. Yeah. But uh, it should be very exciting if you. You know, if you like cinema, if you like you know, if you like coming to the Mayfair because you like a different experience about going to see movies and a different kind of movie, love is probably going to be the most extreme thing you see in the theater all year Go
3: online and look at the posters and you'll see what we're talking about that even that (laughs) is weekend. Do a little bit of homework first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to go home right now and mock up three premiere posters so by the time you listen to this that'll be up on the website.
1: Yeah, where I mean, are you gonna put the sensor bar on the love poster? I'm
3: just gonna make it really big. <laughs> this is gonna be a big black <laughs> All bar. The mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have
1: to go like vertically.
3: I, I'll make up a new one that just says love, just plain text love. And no, you can't advantage. even
1: show the word love. What? <laughs> the font on love is
3: disgusting. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was be really a black poster yeah. with, with with me typing in love, the dates. Or That's just it. a link. Just a link. A with shot. a warning. With a, a big warning. Word it's, the
2: most, file.
1: it's the most yeah. vulgar font I've ever
3: seen used. Oh man. That. On that note, <laughs> um, so I was, th- I was thinking uh, for our for our, our uh, book crossover, for our audio book crossover, Truth, I think has an audiobook.
1: book. Mm. Oh,
0: who, by uh, the person that uh, who Kate who's played Blanchett by plays. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, yeah. and then um,
1: uh, it wouldn't be great if Tommy Rosato did the book, a uh, b- book reading of, of the, the room. room. Oh, he <laughs> should. That yeah, would be really popular. Yeah,
3: and then. Our friends across the street at House of Targ have a bunch of new video games, so if you're in town, go and, check those and, out.
2: And pierogies.
3: And pierogies. Oh, man. I got. I, I got, got some right now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and
3: they, got new
1: Scott, they have new uh, pickled eggs at Chez Lucien. New ones? <laughs> <laughs> don't they don't sponsor us. You know. yeah, <laughs> <why I break laughs> yeah. They have liver <laughs> and onions. They never, have, they never have their eggs today anymore, but they have. They, got, they, got, they were there too many If <laughs> they <laughs> want to buy a slide <laughs> that promotes on the oh, big Oh, you're screen. right. I shouldn't <laughs> talk about those. that it.
3: It would be nice, no, a little pickled egg slide and then Chez Lucien. We'll pitch them on it.
2: It'll it'll, it'll work. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, see you later.